With tranquil energy and peaceful thoughts, I welcome you to an extremely curated, meticulously edited, easygoing, and tame podcast. This is Domesticated House Cat, the interview show. Get ready for a wild fucking ride. The FCC and cowards aren't welcome here. This is Without Censor, the GRM Interview Podcast. Oh, fuck yeah, buddy. Oh, man. That song gets me pumped right there. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on enough stimulants to kill a large zoo animal right now. <laughs> that, that gets me going. <sighs> All right. So for those of you who know us and for those of you who don't, as always, my name is Josh. And I'm here with my good buddy co-host, Adam. Howdy. And if you're listening to us uh, live on Discord or if you're, you know, enjoying the recording sometime in the distant future, we welcome you to the inaugural episode of Without Censor the GRM interview podcast. And you know, I have to say, what a way this is to start off with the guest that we have with us tonight. To have secured a guest of such high caliber, a legitimate music industry heavyweight. You know, Adam, it seems like we've just overthrown a small South American country's government with the coup that we just pulled off by getting this guest on with us tonight. Yeah, that's a true story. I believe it. And so without further ado, I won't keep you, you people all waiting. Uh, let me do my <clears throat> best Bruce Buffer announcer voice. <clears throat> she has been known by many names. The Duchess of Data. The Monarch of Marketing. A Jackie of all trades. She's been called the Swami of Spreadsheets. The Nexus of Networking. The actual empress of entrepreneurial energy. She is a straight up, unadulterated savage. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight is the Lana motherfucking Mac. Yeah, buddy. Get up on your. Everybody, get up. <laughs> Get up for that. If you are not fucking standing and applauding right now, you need to go home and rethink your fucking lives because that shit is fire. Lana, thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me. I honestly need you to introduce me in, into every room yes, that I walk uh, into. Yes, every room you walk like, into. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're down, don't fucking tempt me because uh, I, I will show up at places that you may be at just to do that for no reason, unannounced. Yeah. Yeah, so before we get underway with the questions, I do want to get into a bit of a story that I think summarizes Lana Mack. This is a woman that I've known for four years who works at Cosmica, the record label side. Mm -hmm. So I was invited to the Cosmica office party that was hosted at the Paramount. And who do I see working her tail off in all facets is Lana Mack organizing the party, setting up the decorations. But not only that, she was also doing her photo booth business known as Twin Wolf Entertainment. That was their first 
job that they got. Mm-hmm. And then we have DJ Rubes, who also is Lana's husband. So I see Lana as this multifaceted person mm-hmm. that just pulls all the puppet strings and is just a, a master at her craft, a Jackie of all trades. Every moniker that we just gave her, just all of that. I, I absolutely love and adore Lana. So this is why we are doing this to give her the acknowledgement. We are acknowledging her and giving her recognition that she deserves. So just wanted to say that real quickly. Wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's so truthful, but so beautiful. Um, Adam, thank you so much for inviting me and having the space to, I don't know, to talk about all of these things because yeah, you're right. Like, can you tell us about that up. night? What happened? Can you tell us about a little bit about that night from your perspective? Because what I saw was that you were somebody that was working all angles and and in all not only advancing yourself but everybody that you love around you. I thought that was very cool. So if you have anything to share about that specific uh, night, I guess you know, go ahead and share your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that night was a. Um... We, 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 once a year, we, we like to put together a party to just kind of give back to everybody that's really been supportive in our journey. And, um, you know, that that's really embedded in all of us. It's not just me, but everybody on the Cosmic team is very, very similar. Um, but one thing about that night in specific is that like, you know, I've, I work on the design or the party comité. It's like one thing about being an independent label is that you have to wear many hats and it's just something that you have to do to keep moving forward together as a team. So, uh, yeah, like what you mentioned, marketing design, and yes, now my hyperactive body just thinks that I need to have a business on the side. Cause I just love running things. I love running. I love it. It's just, just something that's really embedded in me, but yeah, that night, um, you know, I know that every year we have these parties and from last year, like, you know, running those things, I just want every year, like how do, how do I do what we did last year? How to like continue to give back. And I know we were talking about a photo booth and, you know, we knew about this party because it happens at the end of the year, close to the end of the year. So this was something that I've been thinking about for months. Um, I knew I wanted to start a business and my husband was like, you know, like you're in, you've been doing photography before. So this is just like the perfect opportunity. What about like a, a photo booth? And I think like, for the longest time, like I've been wanting to have a business. I wanted to start something. I'd done it before and I wanted to like, what can I do to bring it, you know, to, to do, what can I put my whole like heart and soul into and grow like, you know, like a plant mm-hmm. and grow it. That's going to give back. Right. And you know, my, my husband, he sees me better. I'm, I see people and I see artists and I'm, I can tell them what, you know, what's good for them. But for me, it's hard for, to do that for myself. But my husband was like, why don't you do this photo booth? You know, it's it's not it's not going to take up your time or whatever. It, I mean, it, it will. But it's not like, you know, being the the photographer, I can I can separate myself from the business and still run it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I tried it and I, you know, the, the, the Cosmica event was coming up. Um, and um, yeah, like he was also doing this, the, the DJing. He had been like. I mean, there's so many stories. I don't even know how to tell it so succinctly, but definitely like I I knew that there was, you know, this space where we're going to need music and all of us at, at Cosmica, we're going to be busy. So, you know, we wanted to have someone 
to create the vibes and the photo booth. I was like, okay, my husband was like, he already got me sold on it. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's bring it together. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I just brought it up and people were like, if you, if you feel impelled and you know, you think you've got this then let's go. Uh, so the team approved it and I brought them in and it just was perfect. It, it, it worked out. Yeah, um, I I definitely say that it was one of the uh, focal points of the night because everybody was just kind of flocking over to the photo booth. And I mean, it was cool because it was, you know, there was prints available that people could grab and there was fun props that uh, that people were putting on and, and having fun with. So I definitely think it was one of the highlights of the night. Uh, oh, you- sorry, sorry, you were going to say something? Oh, no, I was just going to, you know, agree. Yeah, that's true. Like, I did notice that a lot of people were engaging with it. And I think that's one of the things when you throw a party, right? Like, you know, how do you, how are you going to entertain people outside of like, you know, trying to trying to connect and whatnot? And the other thing is like, what can they take home? You know, it's developing as 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 a as an independent company, you can't, you know, gift bags, minimum 200 per person if we're, you know, if we're trying to be really super cool and people are going to take home stuff. But what about like, you know, this photo booth that, you know, it's going to cover a lot of people. It's unlimited photos and it's catered. I mean, this booth is different. I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get it. You want, you want me to talk about like the selection of this photo booth and why like this was the one or like, or you know what, um, I, I guess we could save it for the portion of the interview where it'll be directed towards twin wolf entertainment. Uh, all right. And uh, that'll probably come up a bit later. But something else, just to further add on to the uh, to that specific night, I, I'm not sure if you brought this up already. I don't think you did, but you also did the graphic design for the the uh, the notes. It was it's not a note, but it was it was like a card with all the dates that the Cosmica artists would be performing, and uh, you also came up with the design for the the. It wasn't exactly like an invitation, but it was. It was more for everybody else to know where the Cosmica artists could be found for, you know, different tour dates and things like that. But you also had like the Cosmica logo that you there were there was a theme to it. And you also had a hand in that. So you just had your hand in everything in that <laughs> that <laughs> night. Well, yes, it was definitely a team effort. I always want to stress that there okay, was a whole right. team behind us. But like executing and like plotting and planning, like I did have a heavy hand in that. Mm. The design and all of that. Yes, like we do have a team and we t- we I, I did a survey. I asked everybody what they felt mm. and I pulled from it and I was like, OK, you know, we knew that Gabby Moreno at the time was going to release uh, her song that was going to help introduce her to the Americana space because she'd been releasing a lot of just the Latin music and we are a lot of music in Spanish specifically. And so she wanted to release this, her introduction to the Americana world. And I was like, you know, we, we thought about this, you know, this um, kind of like Southwest kind of vibe with our, you know, logo that kind of looked like a disco ball. And we're like, what about like a disco kind of a maracata vibe? And we're like, yeah, let's go with it. Um, I, I took all of the feelings from everybody from the team and, you know, we created a mood board and um, I want to say uh, Jeanette and Vane, two of my colleagues that work on the marketing team as well, were great with ideas in like what we could do and like what they imagined. And I just, you know, I ran with it. We have, you know, a not like um 
we just we just get like, okay, you know, we we listed out what we wanted to do. I put together a map and then we we just divided it and and hammered it out. But um it, it does get to the point where, you know, everybody does so much that, you know, this it, you can't really do a lot. But I was I remember in the weeks coming to that party, like I, I don't think I was sleeping. I was I was oh getting to these like I was having like 12 hour work days to like make sure that the designs, the 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 decorations, even coming in. I, I remember uh shout out to my brother. Um he was he was like not even part of Cosmica, but he was staying up with me because he was like, he was like, yo, you seem so passionate about everything that you're doing <laughs> and you're cutting. Yeah. <laughs> but he he came over to like, you know, help decorate and and even help me with putting stuff up at the at the venue so yeah there's yeah. a lot of work uh, i mean just, i'll we'll we'll wrap it up after i mention this thing quickly yeah one thing that i kept uh i, I met your brother that night and one thing that i kept repe repeating was like my like, man look at your sister go like just you know networking with people and you know uh having your husband on stage as dj Rubase and and this photo booth and you know, doing all the decorations, like you just, yeah, it's just, I think it's the perfect summary of who you are is that you just, you do everything. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're the Jackie Wall trades, man. And I mean that in the best way mm. possible. Uh, so I guess now I kind of want to pivot to more, uh, to other questions. So my first question to you is this one's kind of a little bit on the serious side. How did you expect the course of your life to go versus what actually happened? So did you already have an idea of what your life was going to be at a young age, or did you find the answers as you were, you know, getting older and, and, you know, maybe finding your own purpose or ho hopefully I explained that question uh, well enough. Oh, wow. We're just going to jump into these hardcore questions. Like yes. That. Because that's how we do it here. You know? Yeah, we, we just get right to the hard stuff. Yeah. I, the reason I want to get to it is because not everybody <laughs> has the answers to life right away at, at 13 years old or at 18 years old that there's people um i mean for myself and and i don't i don't know if i'll be speaking for josh but i mean we we think this podcast thing is now becoming our calling and for you did you have those answers when you were younger or did they come to you as you were you know getting older and and finding your way through life Oh, absolutely. I did not know what I was doing at a young age. Like I, I would even say my late thirties, I was still trying to like figure things out. Um, but no, like I, I think I, w I wanted to be a single auntie, never a mother and travel the world, living a life like an artist. Like I probably imagined myself like writing a blog or something and making handmade art projects. And that was, that was it. Like I literally just like let the wind blow me wherever I would go. Like, oh, that seems like a good way to go. Um, but like versus what actually happened, I'm happily married with the preteen. I'm split between like my entrepreneurial job and, you know, I'm an artist as well as a project. I'm coordinating projects at a record label. So, no, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going, but this is where I ended up. Yeah, this is really comforting to hear. I I'm like. This makes me happy. <laughs> um, and there's still a chance, Adam. Yes. You can the, still. <laughs> yeah, I can, can still turn still it around. <laughs> You're not, it's not too far gone yet. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so, my follow up question to you is uh, What instances in your life did you feel you were being cued in the right direction? So, I guess in a, another way to phrase that is Did you feel that there were affirmations 
when you were doing photography or uh, in the course of your career, were there things that you felt like there, you were going in the right direction? Uh, in my cosmic career or, or like my Wait, personal any part, career? Any part of your life. Like, um, I think like when I was doing photography, I, I did before I was at Cosmica, I was running my own photography. It was a newborn photographer, maternity, which is completely different from what I'm doing, by the way. Um, but I was, you know, I started off by myself. It was like uh, I, you know, I I learned and I took a course. I was studying multimedia and I learned camera like photography as one of as one of the classes for it. And. I started to just take photos of my my um, of my friends and uh, of my my son. And then people were just starting to ask me if I did it for money, like, hey, uh, can I hire you? And uh, eventually, like, I, you know, I was just doing it. You know, it was such a small amount, like one hundred dollars, maybe two hundred. But then eventually, like, I was like, what if I raise my prices? And I was charging like a full you know, a full photographer amount and people were actually paying me at that full amount without hesitation. And that I think was when I was like, okay, all right, this is, this is legit. Like I was meant to be. And did you have confidence? Did you have confidence in yourself at that time when people were handing, you know, well not handing, but uh, when you were getting paid the value that you thought you were worth, did you have like doubts or imposter syndrome, uh, when when oh, yeah. things started going oh yeah really well absolutely even even like you know because I was doing everything uh because I was trying to explore and try to figure out what what I wanted to do in photography specifically but I was hired to do a wedding and like I you know I can do I know I can do it I have confidence because if I'm assigned to a job I'm gonna do it I'm gonna put everything that I can and make sure that you know, if this is attached to my name, that I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that it went the best that it could. But I would take these jobs on and I would be so excited. And I'm like, I'm ready to do it. But then like the day of, I would be like, who did the fuck did you think you were? Like, are you serious? Like, we're going to have to talk to people. We're going to have to show up. We're going to have to look at people in the face and be like, yes, I've done this several times. Nowhere. And I, I didn't do wedding photos before. Like, I was just like, Okay, I'll try. I'll do this. I know I can. Yeah, imposter syndrome was a thing, a hundred percent. Do you have Do you have anything to? Yeah, add? I want. I wanted to ask you, Lana, when you when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? What was your dream job when you were a kid? Uh, I was a showboat. I wanted to like sing. I remember like, um, um, I remember like I would have like a brush. Uh-huh. And I would like use use it to like as my microphone. And we had like mirrors set up at the house where I could turn around in like four angles. So I would turn on the radio and I would put the, the music on and I would just sing like in all four angles, like as if the camera, you know, was like, OK, each mirror was a different camera. And right. I would just sing on different sides. Do you think but that was like the, the first thing. Did do you find Go it strange on. that you're kind of tying everything together, that you're tying photography, you're involved in music in some capacity and now you're. You have photography and everything that you already do. Do you think it's interesting that it's all coming together with your skills at uh, Cosmica? And all, obviously in the future, it'll be something that applies to Twin Wolf Entertainment. Uh, yeah. Do I find that everything that I've done links? Yeah, yeah like 
you mentioning that you were, you know, as a child, you enjoyed music or wanted to be in music. Now you're now everything in your life is kind of kind of coming together, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really shocked because I I honestly like to be the musician. And I mean, only this that I discover it like by being around it is like there's just so much work. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a lot of discipline. And that, you know, when it came to like me doing music as a child, like I I couldn't get past that hump. Like, no, I'm not doing these lessons. No, I'm not doing that. So um, that it all came together. I I am not so shocked because another thing that I noticed was that I I gravitated to like musicians. Like I realize now like most of my friends that I did have growing up, we all connected by music, for mm -hmm. music and through music. So um yeah, I, I kind of feel like my body led me to this moment. Like I don't think that there was anything that I could have done to stop me from being here because I feel like I just gravitated to it. Like even my husband himself is a musician and, you know, I don't know, like I've dated many people. I had, you know, a, a many different options and, and, and this one is a musician. So like music just was there. Like it just, it just, yeah, I don't think I had a choice here. Yeah. Uh, so follow up question, when and what parts of your life made you realize that you had purpose and value? If, if some of the you may have actually already answered that but if you want to maybe uh answer that question anyways <laughs> well the purpose and value like well, um yeah if there's any specific part parts or if there was a specific scenario um some some particular moment in your life where you realize you had purpose and value and maybe you've already kind of explained it with uh your photography and perhaps with this new business venture with Twin Wolf Entertainment? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think specifically, yeah, like you said, with the photography, I kind of just like touched on it. Um, but just being called upon, um, I think one specific, I mean, it happened many times, but like I closed down my photography once I started working at Cosmica um, to focus more on Cosmica. And I would still get phone calls from people that were like insisting that I like, please, like they just, you know, wanted me to take their photos. And I was just like, wow. And then the other moment too, like, and this happened many times, many, many times when I was doing wedding photography, the bride and the groom would always want me to ride with them in their, in their limo. And like, when when I would sit down to go eat, I would go like, you know, naturally I'm going to go sit with the staff. So I'd go back and they're like, are you serious? Like this, they, and this would happen often. Like, they're like, you're the artist. And I would be like, what? This is insane. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm hired to take your photos. And they were like, no, you sit at the table over here. So, I mean, things like that, just by like my work, right? Mm -hmm. Like I knew like, okay, there's something that I'm doing that is making people feel like, you know, that they want me here. Right. Uh, so how would you measure your own happiness and satisfaction out of life? Uh, <laughs> um, he, just, he just nails you with all the like philosophical <laughs> wow. questions, right? Doesn't he? He just gets Josh, your soul. How do you live here? Oh, <laughs> shit. He, I see him every day almost. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, I don't even know. Yeah. He's constantly questioning my own existence. So... Um, let's see. I want to say, uh, my time, 
I think that like the freedom of being able to do what I want when I want to do mm-hmm. is 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 the 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 highest level of satisfaction and happiness for me mm-hmm. and and that comes from my choices right like i don't have to be a cosmica i choose to be a cosmica cosmica is really a passion project and even though i put my whole time and effort i want to put like three quarters of my life and effort into into cosmica mm-hmm. um it's because i love that shit like it is like a rubik's cube that i want to fucking solve oh so i'm, I'm getting jacked up right now i'm, I'm beating my chest i'm yeah. like oh, yeah. i'm ready <laughs> yeah this is making this game hyped yeah, up you get us fired up right now <laughs> oh my god i mean i'm getting fired. i'm working myself up here <laughs> uh, no but seriously like yeah. it, it, I, I love puzzles i love to solve I love to solve anything. So, you know, when I have like, all right, Lana, here's a room. You have an artist. We want to release. Here are your tools. What do you do? And it's like, oh, my God, let's fucking go. My knuckles <laughs> crack. And, uh, it, you know, the right. pencil starts going. Penciling. And uh, anyway. Yeah. So we will be getting shortly to Cosmica. And you could tell us about everything that you do there. Uh, and one last final personal question. What is a personal ph- philosophy or idea you've adopted to keep yourself grounded? So what 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 keeps uh, Lana grounded with, you know, all the things going on in life, family, friends, work, uh, maybe some of the current events that are going on currently? What what ke- what keeps you centered? Centered? Who's centered here? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> None of us no, are that. Um, we get it. Uh, I, I, um, time, you know, isn't forever. And I try to think about that every day and that people aren't forever because, um, it's, it's really easy to like, you know, fall into a, a, a rut where you're, where you're not valuing people because you see them every day or you do things every day. So I want to like hold the preciousness of our relationship and remember that like that person doesn't have to be around me. These people don't have to be around me. I don't have to be around them and, you know, we might not be here to, together forever. So I, I try to like remember that time is like precious mm-hmm. and that people are precious and that I'm very lucky to be where I am. And yeah, the often, oh, here's one. And I post this like once every like two years, like that I'm a speck in the universe. I just want to remember how I'm nothing. Like no one will know me if I die and like, that's it. Like, that's it. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Adam will remember me for like a good two months. But like after that, like dust, I'm fucking dust. No, we're trying to, that's not true, Lana. We're trying to make you immortal with this podcast. That, that is our objective. <laughs> that is true. And anything short of that, then we will uh, commit uh, seppuku uh, ritual suicide uh, in, in our shame for not achieving that goal. <laughs> All right. Well, I, um, give me the blood so I can start drinking it. So, I oh can yeah, there you go. So yeah. Now we can, yeah. Re- yeah. Oh, yeah. We're down with that. That's good. Yeah, we're down with that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to pivot over to the Cosmica record label, which is, uh, something that you were involved with. So what services does Cosmica provide as a label? Well, that's going to depend on your deal, and it's also going to depend on your needs as an artist. Um, but for the most for the most part, we offer the distribution, marketing support, guidance to your release, uh, and that that could be anywhere from like inception through the release itself and post. Um, we also uh, we also have a dedicated team uh, of like professionals to bounce ideas and we also help keep an eye on your project to keep it like put together or uh, to make sure that everything is flowing as, as you intend it as an artist. Okay. 
Uh, and how did you become a part of Cosmica? Okay, well, that one is fun. Um, so during my multimedia studies, I was an intern at Peer Music. Um, you know, when MySpace was a thing, I was out there making MySpace pages and and doing stuff like that. Um, I, I was studying multimedia heavily because of MySpace. So I wanted to learn HTML to be super cool and customize everything and be unique. Um, but then later, uh, long st- uh, fast forward to Cosmica, they formed a joint venture with Pure Music and um here, music was very gracious and offered Cosmica this uh, office in in the off- a space in their office. So uh, Gil, head of Cosmica record or Cosmica artists and the management, he was looking for an intern uh, for a social media manager at the time, and um, the person at Peer that um, my supervisor that I. Um, that had hired me for peer through my name in the hat. And, um, he interviewed me. Like I, I came in and, and I have to tell you, like I had in my head, like I, I can interview. I'm, I'm a good interviewer. I, I know I'm very confident, but in my head before I got there, like to the interview, everything in my body was telling me like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, why are you, do you think you can do this? Like, all you do is take pictures. What are you going to do? Show them all your newborn baby photos. Is that, is that what, you know, like that was, that was happening. And I just was like, you know, I, I, I pushed through it. It was very hard, but I got there. I did the interview. I, you know, and then I, I want to say that within the, like, I arrived at home, like they were like, you know, you're, you're on, that's it. Like we have other people, but that you're the, we're going to get through it, but we know you're the one. So that was wild. Yeah. That's, Maybe. Hey, that's that's another one of like how I think value or whatever, how I knew value that like being able to show up, even though my body was like, don't don't do it. And I was like, well, why? Like, it's like, I think I can do it. No, you can't. And then I show up and then I get hired and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like <laughs> that. Yeah. And look at you now. I mean, you, you you're look running the me. label side uh, <clears throat> to start from social media management and just moving through the ranks and wearing multiple hats at the time or, you know, in the course of your experience. And actually my follow-up question is what has been your experience uh, at Cosmica, whether that's been some grand moments, you know, achievements that Cosmica has uh, had and um, maybe some lessons that you've learned along the way. What, What has been your experience with Cosmica? I mean, First of all, like shout out to Gil Costellum. He's an amazing, amazing human being. Like, yes, he even is. absolutely. He is he is everything. Like, even from like just creating the space where, you know, it's like, you know, just creating the space where 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 we can just grow and 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 be and and bring people along on the way. Like it, it is incredible. And um, so I, I just very grateful, very grateful. But good things, uh, being in spaces I, I just never imagined enc- encountering opportun- opportunities beyond like my wildest dreams. I mean, I don't know, is this, is this a good moment to like, you know, to, to bring up like some wild, like projects that I've been a part of that I just never thought that I, I would be a part of. Or? Yeah. You, I mean, let's, let's, let's get into it. I mean, I as well <laughs> take this opportunity to, uh, really lace into it. Okay. So, um, 
I mean, I don't know where to start. Like, I guess one of the biggest things that happened when I first started working is, um, have you guys heard of the Marias? I don't know. Have we have. heard of Jesus? <laughs> of course we've heard of the Marias. Yes. Okay. So when I started working as the social media manager, we got this email from Maria's and at the time I, you know, I hadn't heard of them to be honest. I want to be a hundred percent Frank, but I like looked at the DM and, you know, the person writing was Maria and she was like, you know, just letting us know how much of a fan she was of Carla Morrison and that, you know, her music deeply inspired her and was wondering if there was like an opportunity to connect. And I think she was just trying to genuinely reach out to like connect with Carla. So this was like more of like a collaboration thing. And I was, I just started working at Kasuga and I was like, I brought this opportunity or I saw, I looked it up and I was like, okay, I think I don't know you was the video that was out at the time. And I was just, I saw this video and I was like, holy shit. Like if this is what this artist can do with like, you know, at this stage of their life, like I can't imagine what they can fucking do with like, you know, with the team behind them. Mm -hmm. So I like brought it up and I, I, you know, it was like a meeting and I was like, Hey Gil, like, I have to tell you, like, I don't know procedure, but like this, you know, this band came across and I showed it to him. And before I showed it to him, like he, he kind of was just like, Oh boy. And I later found out like, it's kind of like a no, no, I, I don't know about this. I don't know if you do, but like, it's kind of like, you know, you just start and you can't really just be the A and R person. Cause you're like just starting and you come in and you're like, I brought in a band and I guess that's just like, not, not best practice or whatever. But I, I, I didn't know. I was just like, Hey, this band is incredible. And they reached out to us. So what do I do? And sure enough, like, you like his jaw dropped. He was like, they're really fucking good can we get them in the in can you get them in the building <laughs> yeah and you know i just you know i forward the email to him like i didn't like do any of that that was all him and but that you know that's it that was my that was my first fucking like instance or that's my first like you know moment at cosmica that's a Since, hell of, that's a hell of a way to start like your career because because you didn't know that there were limits or guidelines or rules of, you know, no nos uh, of not pitching an artist to, you know, I guess a superior, right? You right. actually, you actually helped Gil facilitate the relationship that would develop between the Marias and Cosmica Management. You are, I mean, there are so many things that had to go right, right? But you're kind of like, yeah, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? Oh yeah, absolutely. This, the scene where the beacons being lit—that that's what you are, Lada. You you had to relay <laughs> this pivotal information to Gil Gastelum. To, oh, to yeah, I mean, if that first beacon doesn't get lit, yeah. then the Marias maybe never become the Marias. All yeah. right, and it's possible. Oh my god, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, high possibilities that they could have done it without. But for real, honestly, through Cosmica. A different story for I guess, sure. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So um how have you impacted and contributed overall to the success of Cosmica? Oh man. Oh. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. The Maria's um, to start off. But let's let's get into <laughs> more of the details. That's probably all she needed to say is the Maria's, and yeah. that's it. Just sit down. Oh. Um I mean, the label, 
when I started working at Cosmic, I did the social media and then there was like an opening in the label. And I was like, you know, hey, what's over here? And Gil was like, do you want to learn? And he would, he's so cool. He's, he's just like, if this is something that, you know, if you're gravitating towards, then why don't you explore it? Like, he's, he's just like, he's just so, I don't know, like encourages you to follow your, your heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I was just like, all right, I'll start doing this. I, you know, when I got into the label, you know, there's, there was just so much to learn from it. And there was a lot going on. Um, I, when I, in my time from 20, I want to say 2020 through now, um, I, I, I created like, I implemented, implement, not implement, I structured our label release process through, and this is like the wildest thing, but through Asana, um, because it is costs as nothing, you know, up to 15 members and it's free. Right. So we're a team wait, of eight. And wait, I was so like, wait, you, I'm going to create the structure. What's you, that? You said, you said Asana? Like Asana, absolutely like, yes. You mean a, like this, a place where you go and it's hot and it's like you get sweaty and you like. Oh no, sir! No, no, sir! A sauna, like a. shout out to Asana. This is I'm not. Oh, it's a person. Know, oh no, my but, god, I'm an idiot. No, 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 no. It's a platform, and I'm by no means oh. like I don't work for Asana. Nobody gives me money. Obviously, we don't pay for it. So yeah. under 15 members, you don't pay. But I structured our release project through Asana so that I can have no you know no no charge like it's it's free to run our releases right like structure our releases and um i and i won't have to be present it it's self run right like it's it's a system i set it up from start from inception to to post even post mm -hmm. it's set up to every single item that you would need for your label whatever it's there um i also created the marketing review which is like similar to just having like a dashboard with all of your pieces of your, of your release on one spot so that anytime somebody needs something, it's like, you're, you know, I got everything that I need. Um, and I mean, there's a lot more, um, this one isn't more like, uh, I didn't like, it's not like I made this for Cosmica, but this was an opportunity that fell into my lap. I don't know if I contributed to success, but I was a part of it. Um, which one is? Um, so um, I don't even know if this is the best way to say it. Now, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I think this is it. I think those two are the ones. That's well, it. You also in, in, in the past uh, had done a music video, ha ha didn't you? For uh, an artist that you you oh, worked yeah. with, with formerly, that was Irene Diaz. You shot, you helped shoot a music video. So you also have that in as another feather in your cap. Yeah. So that one was um, that one was really fun because I learned to do video uh, through the multimedia, um, and I was like, you know, I think we were just like, you know, we have artists, and you know, your budget isn't the best, so. We want to do what we can with whatever we can. And I was like, how about I shoot this? We can just like run off. And I loved working with those girls because there was something that I have that I lack that I love like discovering through people. And my thing is I'm always about like getting business done. So like my mind was like heavily weighing on like, let's get some business. Let's 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 get to it and, and cross it off. But they like specifically Irene was like, when I do a project, I want to have fun. 
okay, like, can I at least like think of a project when I, when I do it, I want to have the best time. And so that was like the thing that like kind of shifted my, my mind a lot because it was like, yo, she's right. Like, why are we doing a project if we're not having fun? So that project was a, a reason for us to run away to a desert, get a video. And just like, I mean, this place was like in like, I think I want to say it was Pioneer Town. And it was like a a, a place uh, of Irene's friend. And they, you know, uh, let us have the space for the night. I think they Airbnb, but they let us have the space just to shoot the video, just because, you know, they, they, they cared deeply about Irene and her music. So like, we had this opportunity to run away and be like, you know, at this wonderful location uh, alone and we had really good food. Uh, shout out Carolyn Cardoza. She's such an amazing chef. Um, she made us some really good food, but anyway, I shot this video. I, um, I edited it that same night. And then the next day, like we, um, we were piecing it together and making sure that everything was good. But like, I think down, I think like later down the week I finished it and that was it. Like, I'm I'm not going to say that it was like, yo, this is like the best masterpiece, but it was something that like, that means a lot, right? Like it, it was an experience. It was a moment. And it was also like something that we figured out that we could do like, you know, another, another thing that we could do together. So, right. And one of the additional things, in, in addition to doing that music video is that you were also a, ma- a manager for uh, a stint. So in addition to all the things you've already done, there was a time when Lana Mack was a manager. <laughs> yes, there was a time where I wanted to try on the manager hat. I wanted to learn. I mean, I, I still I still am that way, like where I see something and I'm like, I want to figure that out um, and, and just th- because I want to know. Oh, go I'm, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Just because I want to learn, like, uh, I think like one thing I know, I know you asked before and I was like, did I really know? I know like some point in my life I wanted to be a, a business owner mm-hmm. and I know like to be a business owner, you need to really learn all the factions of your business. Right. I'm not, I'm not ever going to own a record label. I I'm Gil. Don't worry. There's, I'm not your competition. <laughs> I don't, I don't like this life. This is, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, as an owner, but as a business, like person, like I, I wanted to like learn everything, just learn the different. So like, I was like, okay, I see management and I know that management is a really good, there's a lot of skills that you could, you take, you could learn from management. So I, I did that. I, I took on Irene and I was managing her for a while. Yes. And I managed to grow. This is, this is a good one in 2021 to 2022, I managed to grow her gross revenue by 751%. I did the math. Yes. I fucking know the numbers. Yes. I was going to actually bring that up as a point to add to your management skills that if you were to return, this is the kind of results that you can get with Lana Mack if she dared (laughs) to return to management. But nonetheless, there is one other noteworthy thing that was tangentially related but cannot be forgotten. It is the the Fiona Apple album known as Cut or Oh my God, <laughs> I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Fetch I, I the Bolt Cutters. Yes, uh, um, and I think it actually won a Grammy for uh, 
forgot what category it was under. Best I, alternative. Best alternative, right. And uh, you yourself contributed to that. So can you tell us about how you contributed to that album? Okay, first of all, I need to tell you, like, coming from this position of full gratitude, like, there is no fucking, like, line of connection from me and Fiona. So don't even start coming at me like, let me talk to Fiona because that's not how it worked out. (laughs) This was a pure case of opportunity. I was in the right place at the right time. So you want me to tell you the story? Is that what? Yes, is that what go we're, ahead. Okay, I mean, let me. This is juicy. We got. Right. We got. We got to get the scoop. All right. Th- this is a wild one because I haven't told many people at all. Like this is kind of something that just I kind of like. I don't know how to fucking tell it. Like to be honest, but here it is. Ready. So this is COVID time. It it just fucking ha- has been announced. This is like late March getting close to April. It's fresh. All the stores have been, you know, you can't go anywhere. We, I get this call from David Garza, who's on, you know, the, the reason why Cosmica exists. He is the legend, the David Garza. Anyway, he calls me because I'm, you know, I do multimedia stuff and I like have helped him along with, you know, some, some of the multimedia, um, tasks that he's given to me. And he comes to me and he's like, you know, there's this thing like, you know, Fiona Apple has come to him for uh, Fiona's very specific or very particular and does not want like uh, any any digital like she wants, you know, handmade, n- no digital touching this. So she she comes to David Garza because he has this very specific, beautiful handwriting and it, it is like very known to him because he's been doing it for so long. She wants this handwriting to be part of her album. She wants him to, to, to do the design and all of that, but there's the problem of translating it to the digital. So this is where he calls Lana Mac. So he calls me, this is where I come in and he's like, Hey, (laughs) we have three days to do this project. And it's a little crazy because the art stores are, closed. I can't go because of it. So like, all I have is this like paper, this like, you know, crumpled, um, wrinkled, some coffee stained paper. And he has to handwrite all the lyrics to, you know, in the three days and I have to translate it. And he was like, will you do this? And like, he could have told me like he was going to do it for a baguette and like some pickles or like a piece of bacon, you know? And I would have been like, fucking yes. Like Fiona Apple, are you kidding me? I would do it for a fucking donut. Like I I would do it for nothing. Like, but he was like, you know, you know, take this project on and, you know, uh, and, 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 and whatever, all the, all the good stuff with it. And I was like, Sh- you know, you, you had me at Fiona. So we do this like, but you know, we have to like let, the team know that like for three days I won't be able to do anything. So he, you know, uh, he's really great. He has already asked Gil, you know, permission from Gil, like, Hey, I want to take her away from Cosmic and do these things. So, all right. So here's the setting. Um, we have no like way for me to get to him and take photos. His wife, one of the most loving, artful, like kindest people decide like helps us by like studying everything about like good lighting and photography to get like a good even. And I can't remember if she had like her cell phone or if she had like a decent camera, but she was like, 
whatever, you know, she studied everything so that she can get some good proper lighting on this, on his handwriting on a sheet of paper. Like it was even lit, evenly lit. And, you know, she's like, I'm looking up like, you know, all of these, you know, settings so that I can make sure that like everything is perfect and like such a wonderful human. Anybody who knows her, you know, would say the same. She gets me like all of the photos. He's like pumping them out. He sends them to me. I'm taking every like every as soon he's as soon as he send you know finishes one out he sends it to me and I'm like just taking I'm taking the whole thing and I'm like just translating I'm taking it and I'm like putting it into the digital space so but can you you have to remember the papers wrinkled there's like some of them have coffee stains some of them like it, it's all he has it's his own reserve so he's like you know this is the best that we can do we take this he's you know. We take the lyrics, you know, he, he cuts out the, the titles, he makes them so pretty. And then I'm just putting them on this paper. No expectations. I'm just very grateful to be like, even asked to, to do something like that. Um, he sends it to her, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, you know, everything looks great, but maybe this E could be a little bit tilted or like, maybe you can switch this H with this letter over here. And just, it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of like, I want to say like, like 12 hour shifts or even longer, like where we're just like straight, like I'm on Photoshop. I've never been like that tethered to my computer. So for so long, we pump it out and everything is good. And then, you know, he's like, I think he even like alluded before he was like, you know, um, she's very grateful and she's just so like, so happy that, you know, we could do this and that, you know, he's just, I just kept getting messages like, you know, of how happy and how like, you know, how, how grateful she was. And I never made the connection with her, but I never thought that I would, you know, be included. I just thought like, okay, whatever, I'll do this. And, and this is like my, my, like, I'll only, I will know moment. But then like, I get the dedication page, the special thanks portion. And then he's like, and I first got it and like, I didn't really like look through it. You know, I just was doing the work, but then I, I get to my name and I fucking flipped. I like screamed. I started crying. I was like, what the fuck? Like just hyperventilating because she was going to include my name. And also Malouz. Malouz is David Garza's cat. Uh, So fucking cute. Little. Yeah. Sweet baby. Maybe we could ask. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. Malouz and I got credit for, for, for our hard work. Yeah, our good buddy Josh over here just got a cat. Now he's a cat enthusiast. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Welcome to the club. Yeah, a straight, Um, a random stray cat decided to live in my shed. Tell the story because it's actually pretty good. So so this cat basically had been living in my shed for a couple of months, I think, because I had stopped having, uh, I live by like a wildlife area. So I had a lot of like, you know, field mice and things like that. So I had stopped seeing them around for a while. And I said, oh, man, this is cool. And so I figured out there was a cat in there. So I said, you know what? I'm going to feed this fucking cat just to give it. Hey, we're doing an even exchange here. You're you're killing all these mice. So I don't got to deal with them in my house, in my garage. And I'll, I'll keep you fed when they're not around. So, you know, I started leaving out food. And then, um, you know, it's I don't know. We talked about this on their podcast, but it was just kind of a weird coincidence because, you know, um, my wife, like we have our one daughter. And she, uh, my, after my wife had her, she just was out of it with the postpartum depression. It was a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. So. We went through a lot with that and we decided, hey, you know, it's just kind of one and done. And so a couple of our friends recently have had their second children and it's kind of been making me feel like, you know, you know, you just feel like some kind of way about it. You're just kind of, ah, this is, I, I don't I don't want to see that. You know, I can't have it, that kind of thing. And I was just feeling kind of emotional and sad about it. And then this little, this little cat comes in 
to my life. And my wife's like, oh no, we're, we're adopting this cat somehow. And so I said, all right. So kept feeding her for a few days, slowly introduced her in the house. We got three dogs that, you know, chased her around for a little bit, but you know, it's been like, I don't know, three weeks now that the cat's been living with us, got her a collar, got, you know, got her a cat tower up on the, the one area. So the dogs can't get to her. And uh, yeah, so I adopted this stray cat that just rolled in at the, at the right time in my life when I was feeling like, oh, I wanted to have, you know, another kid. Well, now I got another fur kid, essentially, that is now living with me. So yeah, it was a good, it was a good story. Aw, congratulations. <laughs> oh, well, and absolutely, absolutely, they're your second child's right there, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, are, you, are you intending on having a Christmas tree? Oh, yeah, no, we, the cat's already, so... I have uh, above my front door, there's like a second story. It's kind of like a landing area that's just, you know, you can't get nobody. People can't get up there. But, oh, the cat loves to go up there. And I have these uh, fake Christmas trees that are lit up there. And the second she saw those go up, she rolls up there and just is sitting in the like the middle of the tree, just looking out the window, thinking everything's great. So. So, yeah. So uh, she, she likes the trees, I guess. Climbing around. Now you have a new master. Yeah. Yeah, now I have a new master. This cat basically tells me what to do. Tells me <laughs> when to jump. Uh, if I'm allowed to go to the bathroom or not. She's like, yeah, you may you may go. You know, It's the law, Josh. It's the law. <laughs> yeah, you better fucking is. ask permission. Yeah, I actually saw a photo of Lana. I, I think it was in one of your stories that you were sitting down. I think you were working and you had your laptop out. And uh, I don't know what you had to do, but you had your cat next to you. You're like, well, this is my life now. Or I don't know what the hell you said, but you, you were alluding to the fact that you can't go anywhere. That you oh no, Eric die. was Eric <laughs> Eric was doing the laundry and he was folding it and he was like, Oh, I have the laundry. And then I looked down and I was like, Oh, a moment's on my leg. So I guess you can't help. Yeah, I yep. guess you're just gonna die there. <laughs> I will say that is a great excuse to not help with laundry because the other thing happened when my wife was doing the laundry and she's like, Oh, hey, you want to come up and put some in? I'm like, ah, you know what? The cat's on me. I can't yeah. can't do it. Sorry. Sorry about that. No. <laughs> it's law. It's law. My my son says it. He's like, Oh no, it's law. You can't. No. I'm gonna start saying leave. that. I'm gonna start saying that. And then you know what's gonna happen? My wife will turn into Judge Dredd and she'll say, I'm above the law. You're gonna do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh fair. It's fair. <laughs> She's going to also like, did, who said that? Who fucking told you? And he'll be like, Lana. That's true. I'm going to be like, like Lana Mac. Lana Mac told me. And she's like, I'm about to have a word with her. That's what <laughs> it's over. It's uh, over. So I have to ask real quickly. Um, so I understand that we're approaching the, I think, close to hour mark. And uh, uh, we're good. We're oh, good. All right, cool. Because um, there is a substantial amount of questions that we had to ask. Fucking. <laughs> are you are you gonna edit? Are you gonna like? How are you gonna fit oh, this? No, I know. No. I've okay, seen okay. I've seen them an hour thirty minute podcast. Yeah. So you probably haven't you seen have. our other shit that we do. But I mean, there was one we did a three hour fucking episode. Yeah. One, one day because oh, wow. we just had so much shit to talk about and we could go forever. I mean, shit. Adam with the the knowledge that he has of you could probably talk to you for 12 hours straight and not finish the question <laughs> yeah i don't and, think we're gonna go 12 hours but more well, i know i know of adam when yeah. when i have a phone call with adam if i see the phone is ringing i have to like set aside <laughs> at least three hours because yeah. i know and it's not just adam it's also me like i i know i sometimes i hold adam hostage and we're adam yeah well actually i mean it's it serves a purpose though because we're talking we're talking business I mean, sometimes we'll call and we'll talk about like Genesis elusive, like, bro, did you see that post like that he made with all the colors and like the aesthetic and the mood? And 
this persona that he's putting. We go nuts, man. Like we 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 deep dive into that shit. Oh yeah. Well, listen. He he and I do the same thing. He does the same thing with me. We do we do the same shit. Where yeah. We will talk for like three hours about something that CM Punk said yeah. on wrestling and how it analyzes into our lives. And oh yeah. How we can turn that into us making money somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know. It always goes to that. Where it's yeah. like, how can we make money on this? Oh cool. Let's try and see what happens. Yes. Uh. So. Again, I, I hope we're not holding you hostage, but I do want to be mindful of your time. So if we end up, if you want to tap out at some point, hopefully, because there is two other categories that we wanted to go over, which was Twin Wolf Entertainment and, of course, DJ Rubase. But I was thinking maybe if, you know, if you feel like calling it at some point uh, after the Cosmica uh, portion, then we could just call it and we can have a part two of this. And that way... Um, you know, we can make both ends happy uh, so that you can go to sleep at a reasonable hour. So I don't ho- hold you till three in the <laughs> three in the morning. But you you tell me, you tell me. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when the OK, when the meter starts going down. All right. OK. All right. So uh, getting back to Cosmica and everything that we just discussed. Uh, so when it comes to working with artists, how, how does Cosmica strategize an artist's use of social media? Are all the social media seen as equal or is if if an artist is blowing up on TikTok and maybe not so much on Instagram, do you lean into TikTok or do you dedicate more time to Instagram or is everything seen on equal equal grounds? So are those three three different questions? Uh, No, it's it's just one. It's it's uh, it's one. Why are you laughing? Man. Because Adam does this all the time. He asks these super long questions, and they're good questions, but yeah. really it should maybe be broken into like parts. Yes. You know, but yeah, but yeah. I... All right. So There's how, so many questions try... that I want to answer, yeah. but you gotta you gotta you gotta like all right. I'm gonna truncate it and just what? leave it at this. How do you strategize uh social media with with artists that are part of Cosmica? There. All right. Well, I want to say we strategize based on the artist's unique style, right? Like their audience and like, um, basically like each artist is different and they're, they're their own person. So like, depending on like whatever their, their personal goals are or, you know, whatever it is that, that they want to do, you know, we try to help them achieve that. So, um, I mean, that's basically it, right? Like it's, it's, it's the strategy is tailored to, to their needs and mm-hmm. their style. Okay. And, uh, in when you guys approach them about information, cause for artists, they care about the music mostly. Right. And as far as like the business end goes, maybe they need to know the bare minimum. So how do you guys approach them with, uh, how do you guys disseminate information to them? You mean like if if they're more heavy based on the art and not necessarily paying attention to like the the the, the social media the or the, the business of their music the business know? side of yeah oh in okay general, yeah I mean honestly like we don't really pry into the artists we're we're more of like you know, we, we help them deliver their music and mm-hmm. the, if, if we're not managing them, so it's not something that we just jump into because that's a, a management kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are asking and they're like, yo, how do I deal with 
um, financials, right? Then we deal with that. But business side, like if we, if they're worried about like, um, their, their, their music and how to like, and how to make money, um, you know, then we'll, we'll look at the different op- options and opportunities that they, ha- that they have given to what is, you know, in their, in their field. So for example, if this person is like really great with their TikTok, then we try to figure out how to leverage that, you know, those, 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 um, just the, what's working for them and how to make it better. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And business side too, like specifically like, um, anything in particular with the business, like, um, Adam, I guess what's, I guess maybe, you know, digital streaming platforms, do they pay attention to their stream counts, uh, for like title or even Spotify and you tell them what the number for each of those is like, uh, the revenue that they generate from each of them. And do they care about that information? Hmm. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some mm-hmm. of them is purely about the art. Um, but mm-hmm. the ones that do care ab- about like what what strings are pulling each i i find that are like um they have a they have a more grasp uh and control mm-hmm. with with um with with how they operate which i really i really enjoy right um but i think that's really our role right like to to show them that data so that they can make those decisions because we we really aren't a controlling label at all mm-hmm. to be honest like we're more like Gil likes to say we're artist friendly, which is we just present the facts and like, you know, here's here's what in our experience, what these numbers can either, you know, do for you and 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 what it can like not do for you. Mm. And the decision is always ultimately up to them. Only thing that we're really hard on that we're like, I would see like us stepping in as if, you know, if that music doesn't align with our like vision or our mission statement, like then we are like, we won't release that. You can self-release. Thank you. Um, and, and as far but, as, as far as social media goes, uh, how much of that is uh, a collaboration where an artist is trying to think of something that they could post on social media, like a, you know, like a content strategy, right? It, oh yeah. Is that is that something they take the lead on uh by themselves I mean, and then it, you guys are supplemental that to that or you uh it's a collaboration between, you know, Cosmica the record label and the artist. It's always different because each artist again, I'm sorry that's the answer but it's it's always different because, you know, your younger artists are going to come in heavy with the social media. They're actually going to teach us a fucking few things about social media, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And the older ones are like, you know, we fucking lived a life. We can make money. We don't need social media. But, you know, in reality, you do need to have face. You need to show face on your on on your like socials. If the only reason why I would say it doesn't it's not like I wouldn't push you to do it is if you're not feeling organic in that space if if tiktok isn't you like i would try to figure out i would encourage you to find you in tiktok but i would never push you to do it because i don't it's gonna show it's gonna mm-hmm. be like my label made me do it and it's like all right get the fuck off tiktok you don't <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it yeah you're just gonna make it worse nobody wants to see that all right yeah right 
Yeah, we don't we're not pushing you literally just it. We're not telling you to, to dance the dance. We're literally saying, like, be you on TikTok. That's it. And, you know, you'll find it if you if if you, you know, if you're determined, you're going to find that rhythm. And if you're not, then you can have someone help you. But ultimately, like, look, you're making something, you're making a music video, you're making a song and you can put them on all the distribution platforms. And it's it's you know what I think of it? I think of it as like passive income. If you're not going to release it on that on that like platform, if you're not going to, you know, put it out on TikTok and talk about it, then, you know, you're not going to get more money. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, you take, you have these opportunities, just take advantage of them. And it's, maybe it's not you, maybe you're not like, you're not doing DIY videos on TikTok or you're not like dancing or whatever, but like figure out what it is that you do that, you know, you, you found your space, you made your music, you know, Make that music connect to the people and find them through these spaces so that, you know, it's a kind of win-win situation, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm not never, never going to force you. And if you're, I think like if you're doing really well in one platform and you're not like, say, in Instagram, like, I think it would be great if you did, because if you did pick up in Instagram or if you're, you know, doing great in Instagram and not on TikTok, I think it'd just be good to have presence in that space so that you can learn how like you know where your fans are and all of that because it's just another avenue for you to connect with people um yeah different uh, ways for you to present the material it does seem like tiktok has more of a friendly audience to and i i can't really speak on why instagram feels like i mean for our stuff that we post for you know, Instagram, it feels I don't know if it feels like we're being suppressed or what what the hell is going on with like the algorithm or whatever it might be. But when it comes to music on TikTok, I mean, maybe I'm speaking anecdotally, but it, it feels like there's people that are more receptive, that are open to just music in general. And that seems like a generally favorable platform for new artists to be seen and heard. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I mean, I, I think it's just that like it's what the purpose of the platform is, right? Like it's it's these short instances and made for people to connect. Right. Like that's that's the vibe. That's like the the. I mean, that's the basis of that. And then in, in Instagram, it's more of like a visual. So you're curating a space. So mm. like, yeah, it's going to be a little little more suppressed because it's not you're not showing everybody your day-to-day like tiktok is like a it's kind of like you're walking with somebody with tiktok you're like joining them for their day they're like here i am with my coffee and then instagram is more curated so you know it's it's definitely going to have a more of a i don't know well curated a curated vibe right yeah i guess it's a fair answer um so it is a fair answer i i guess it's a fair wow adam (laughs) why you gotta be so hostile jesus (laughs) Damn it. Oh, uh, so we're kind of winding down towards the Cosmica section of the interview. Uh, so one, one question I want to follow up with is how does Cosmica navigate a release strategy, release strategy that is acceptable to both parties? So if you have any like specific examples of where, you know, uh, you were working with an artist that, you know, things kind of went swimmingly for both sides because it was, you know, mutually pleasing to both sides. Hmm. A strategy. That was mutually pleasing. 
I mean, does I that think. ever does that ever actually happen? Is there <laughs> is it always just there's a fight every single time or you know? Oh yeah, guns out every time. No, <laughs> no. I'm honestly like, yeah. I mean, there's been artists that come out with like amazing strategy, and like we're literally just like you know we're just re re uh, reposting what they're doing because you know like the music is great the the branding is on point like the messaging is great like yeah absolutely uh so how do we what nav we uh how do we what's your question how do you navigate how does uh cosmica navigate a release strategy that is mutually acceptable to both parties Art meeting, oh yeah meeting, so yeah meeting artist and label yeah i mean i mean we just I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. So, all right. Well, if you if you don't have an answer, we'll just go ahead and uh, skip that for now. And then, I guess to wrap it up. So, Cosmica had a great 2023 with. I mean, Gabby Moreno, man. I mean, some of the stuff that she's done, uh, being involved with uh, a music score for a film. I forgot which one it was, but she also made it out to the White House and uh, she performed at Dodger Stadium for the. Guatemala night, which I actually went to and I hit you up about. I was like, so I was so excited for some reason. I'm like, holy crap, there's a Cosmica artist at Dodger Stadium, which was really cool. So what does 2024 have in store for Cosmica if for whatever information you're able to share? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I already mentioned, you know, Gabby's got well, the movie is radical. It's a Eugenio Derbez, Eugenio mm -hmm. Derbez um film that just came out in theaters, by the way. And also uh Gabby, I mentioned before, is uh releasing her introduction to the Americana. Uh, this woman is always releasing music and writing it on her own terms. You know, this this Americana space is not typically um explored and by the Spanish speaking population. And so the fact that she's writing this music and both languages is enormous. Cause it's, you know, um, these spaces, especially like the Latin ace space and nowadays is, is becoming more saturated. Um, so to find this, you know, space that's not saturated, I think is going to be a really interesting uh, choice uh for gabby because it's gonna she's gonna stand out i mean she's already she's already like standing out her voice is incredible she's an incredibly humble artist and um yeah so that's a major one uh we have an artist i know we've talked about it adam oh yeah we have um, <laughs> real quick story uh i don't know if i'm allowed to disclose this information but uh, there's this artist that both Lana and I uh, really appreciate. Her name is uh, Evita, but she's formerly known as Augustine. And show was great and everything. And uh, I think Lana had mentioned uh, an artist that I am quite fond of that I uh, randomly, I guess, stumbled upon. Or maybe you have mentioned, but uh, I checked out her music. I really enjoyed it. And this artist that we are speaking about is Miranda Del Sol. And uh, Lana happened to have a few songs available that I got to hear. I, I'm, I'm sorry if I if I'm putting you on uh, on blast here, but I have to say I really enjoyed the music, and I think one one of the things to be a highlight in 2024 is going to be Miranda Del Sol, without a doubt. 
Absolutely. And I first want to give credit where credit is due. Miranda Del Sol is the reason why we're connected Cosmica. Shout out to Senia Vargas, who was working at Cosmica Label at some point. Um, she was the one who was like, yo, this person, I really think that this is the one. And Yesenia reached out to Miranda. And then shortly after, Yesenia uh, um, started working somewhere else. Um Amicable, amicable parting, like there's nothing. Yesenia's just somewhere else. Well, Yesenia's gone and Miranda writes back. And it's way far ahead, like from when she wrote. It was like, I want to say even almost a year. <laughs> and, you know, as a common courtesy, like at the label, I think at the at the time we were just like, okay, well, we'll respond because we don't want to be rude. But like, we're usually eight, right? There's eight of us. And, you know, to take on a project, like it has to be, everybody has to like be on board because it's not just one person that's going to handle this project. There's, there's a lot of us and we all, and it takes a village. It really does. So like, when Miranda came, we were all at capacity and we, but we, but I, I was like, well, let's just do the courtesy thing and let's just, you know, have a conversation with her. Cause you know, she was like, oh, I just got this email. I don't know why, you know, it got to me a year later, but I'm interested in meeting with y'all. So we meet with her and she's just this phenomenal human being. Like, uh, we, we find out so many good things about Miranda. Like, first of all, she didn't have her representation and she's put herself on the map. She's, she was, you know, listed in Glamour magazine right under the Maria's mind you like, and we're just like blown away by like all of, all of the attention she's gotten for herself. Um, on top of being like a student at NYU, like she was like just killing it with her sounds and, and just very on TikTok, she was just just so great like just a lot of a lot of views and and just you could tell like she was hungry yeah if, if you don't mind me interjecting real quickly um one other thing that i really enjoyed about her was um so i had gone through her uh, instagram profile and one thing that i really enjoyed was this post that she made about her brother who uh i, I think was diagnosed with uh with autism and mm -hmm. I, I love the fact that she was just so spe speaking so love uh, lovingly about her brother and how much she uh, she loves him. And, and, you know, she wants to raise awareness for autism. And uh, I'm like, man, that that really hit me in the <laughs> it really hit me in the heart. So I'm like, I love this girl. She makes great music. She has a good heart. And I could I just wish all the best things for her. And I think with the music that I've, some of the music that I've heard that you showed me, uh, I, I think better things are on the way for her in 2024. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's a very thorough, thorough, thorough human. And, and yeah, she's, she's got a sweet, sweet side to her. Very, very, very caring. Um, but yeah, to match that energy for 2024, I know, you know, I showed it to Adam. I will never show the world it's not my project now. So you just have to be ready for it. Cause when it comes, it's going to hit you and you're going to be like, I wasn't ready, but I told you <laughs> today. I, I told you today, like yeah. you listen to the podcast then you would be prepared. So if you don't want to be prepared, don't listen to the podcast. Right. But, uh, and if, do you have anything else to add about Cosmica or, I mean, there's so much. I mean, there's also Hunters of the Alps. I work on that project mm -hmm. um, directly. Um, 
And he's released some really, some really beautiful stuff that's kind of just like, I mean, I, I, he's like, you know, he's put, he's putting his music out there and he's putting his name out there. But this next set, like that he, that he's doing, like, I know he wanted to release this year and I, and I'm for most, for the most part, I'm like, you know what, go ahead, let's release it. It's, it's what you want. And I've done that before, but for this one, like, I just had to like, I just had to tell him like, Hey, like this music is so incredibly good that like, I would be so sad if you just like, let it go into the wind. Like it deserves, it deserves like the love and attention, like, like, like the firstborn, you know, not right. like the second, the how, second. How long, has he been how long has he been holding on to it? Um, it's not too long. I think he gave it to us like early this maybe quarter. Mm. I want to say, I want to say like in June, you know, and he was like, oh, I feel like it was a quick one. It was like, sep no, what are we in December? It's been a while. I want to say like at least five months. Mm. And he was like, I want to, I want to, I want to go. And I was like, no, like, it's so good. It, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, it's like giving a lado negro with like, I don't know. It's just too pretty. Anyway, that that one's 2024. Okay. Um, we have Tuanguero on on the label that's also releasing. Um, Brian just released title this year, but 2024. We're talking about 2024. What else do we have? It's a major one on the label. Mm. I bring out my label projects. I can't think of them at the top of my head. Oh, no worries then. I mean, uh, so I think for now, if uh, you're cool with it, we'd, we'd love to have you for a second part to talk about some of your entrepreneur entrepreneurial endeavors with uh, DJ Brewbase and Twin Wolf Entertainment. Um, I, f I feel like this is a natural break, and I hope this paints a uh, a colorful picture of the, hopefully at this point, uh, the immortalized uh, Lana Mac. So if you have anything else you wanted to add, uh, Josh, did you have anything you wanted to say? Well, I did want to, I was curious about, about DJ Rubase. I did want to, I did want to talk about that, but <laughs> that's right. fine. I think that would be we'll, great we'll set up as teaser. We'll set up as Yeah, and, and yeah. I will say this to, to, to Lana Mac as being the one who is in charge or whatever of DJ Rubase. I have, I have a challenge for DJ Rubase, all right? And that is, for him to release some sort of fucking music, okay? Because Millennial Frog released one album from concept to release with album art and everything in seven days, all right? What are the and, numbers? And, Tell us the oh, numbers. 100 downloads. 100 right? downloads. 100 wow. downloads. And I am musically illiterate, okay? <laughs> and, and somehow, some miracle, I was able to do that. So I, I challenge him someone who is likely actually talented mm -hmm. at, at music to, to do that, to make his album and to put it out. Yeah. And, and maybe hopefully when you return, mm -hmm. I can have a response to that challenge. All, all right. So I have a follow-up question for DJ Rube, or maybe you could speak <laughs> on behalf of him, but will he be releasing music and for us to listen to on Spotify or whatever digital streaming platforms? I guess we'll have to find out after the break. 
Oh my gosh. Oh. All right. And anyways, tell tell him if he wants to. He can go. It's I put it on everything. It's on the Apple, it's on the Spotify, <laughs> it's on all that nonsense. So if he wants to listen to it to be inspired and be mad and be like, God, this is terrible. I can do way better than this, then then please do. And give me one more fucking download so I can have 101. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, you have anything else anyway, to add, Miss yeah, Wadamac? No, let's go on break. <laughs> All right, let's go on break. All right. I'm going to get some chips. I'll be back. All right. It's a couple questions here, a couple questions there, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bada boom. Realest guys in the room. All right, here we go. All right. All right, go ahead, Adam. Lead us back in. All right, so we have, re- we're, we've returned, correct? That's correct. All right, we have returned, and, uh, we have Wadamac. The Lana motherfucking Mac. Get it right, Adam. Jesus. Right. I apologize. I did not introduce her properly. Thank you. <laughs> Show some fucking respect. Yeah, know, put right? some respect on her name. <laughs> We've been trying to. <laughs> I'm trying, damn it. Uh, so now we're going to lean into Twin Wolf Entertainment. What is Twin Wolf Entertainment? Yeah, it's my business. No, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was, it was, um, it came from my husband where he was like, this person, me being that person was always like, man, I want something. I want something so bad. I want something for, for me to grow and to like put as much attention and energy that I do for Cosmica for myself. And my husband kept hearing me say that he kept hearing it every day. And then one day I, we, we, you know, we talked about it earlier. He was just like this, you know? This photo booth. Twin Wolf Entertainment came from the name was it's kind of like an underdog kind of feeling. Uh, shout out to Reese. Uh, my colleague Reese is an amazing human and she's one of those people that listen and then is like, hey, here's a thing for you. And that thing happens to be like the thing that you need because she's such a good listener. She gave me this book. It was about um this book recommendation about wolves and how like the wolf was misunderstood because you know just like women were right like women were treated like they were like these angry people and yeah man we can get fucking angry but like it's not us it's just the way people were treating the women and people the way they're treating the wolves like the, the wolves were looked at like they were these like aggressive beasts but they're not aggressive it's just the way that they were viewed right and I thought that was so mind blowing to me. I was like, wow, like this wolf is just misunderstood. Like it's not even an aggressive creature. Like it's it's just like the the way that it's viewed, its perspective, right? So I liked that a lot. I like I felt like I wanted a wolf in any in in my title. I wanted it to be like the wolf is like this like creature that like you know, it's viewed upon as like an aggressive animal, but it's really not like it's protective of its, of its child. Like it takes care of, it takes care of its business and it like does whatever it needs to do. And I love that. So twin wolf, I don't, I'm not into the, uh, the astrological signs, but it's my brother was growing up and I had like a big, like, I I really looked up to him. I really did. And I remember he used like his name. He loved because uh, he was uh, he, he his his name. He would always like like usernames or whatever. He would use the Sagittarius symbol. And I would always like remember that like, oh, he really like relates to it. So I would always think of Gemini because I was I was born in May. 
and I'm a Gemini. And I don't really like it's not the thing. Right. But it's, I just looked up to my brother. So I thought like, all right, this sounds like a good a good name, a twin wolf. So well, twin wolf was taken. Go on. Is is uh, is the twin wolf aspect the what you're describing as one side, like the duality of uh, people perceiving the wolf to be aggressive and one, the other half being docile? Because I, I thought my my impression of it was that you it was you and your husband, like you were one wolf and he was the other. But this is more speaking to both sides of yourself that. You know, you can be docile, but you're also just as uh, aggressive or fear. You can be you can be dangerous, too. It's both. It's actually it's oh, absolutely it's both. Okay. both. All right. Right. Yeah. Because I am the aggressive one and he is the gentle creature. <laughs> the gentle um, giant. But together, like, yeah. you know, we're a great team. Right. But also it is that it is that I there's a duality. Like, I think growing up, like, you know, I grew up with like, um, like my background and the way we were raised, we we got spanked a lot. You know, we got that was that was just the way, that was the way that we were raised with. Oh, so it, it was, was the way. It was the way. It, it was not, the way. It's not it the, was way. the way. It's not the way anymore. But it yeah. was the way. It yes, was. We know. Oh, yeah, it was one of the ways. <laughs> it was one. Of the, it was not the best way, but it no. was a way. Yeah, true. Um. So then you know, like the more I studied that kind of behavior, because I didn't want that in my life. Right. My husband is so gentle. Like mm. I I gravitated to someone the opposite of that kind of life. So. Because it's what I wanted to see in myself. So when I picked this person and I like, you know, I learned that like, you know, the wolf like was looked at in this way. But then like, well, you know, what what led the wolf to be that way? Right. So it was like its environment. It's, you know, how it's protected, whatever. So like just learning that about it. And I was just like blown away. Like, oh, man, like, you know, I grew up feeling like. I was like an aggressive person, but like, it wasn't really me being aggressive. It was, it was what made me like what, what I've was raised or what I've learned in my behaviors and whatnot. And then I learned, like, I wasn't aggressive. Like I just needed to like learn how to communicate. So like all of that, like, was just like, okay, I, I love this idea for this business. And, and it, it is, maybe I need to develop it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but and make it like less and more of a symbol but like for me, that's what it means. It's it's just like the ability to like it's it's the underdog that like it's the it's the like um mis mis not misinterpreted, but like yeah, just misunderstood like kind of creature, but that is it but it's really like a fucking it's it's like lowest point, it's his best feature. Mm-hmm. So and that's 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 all I wanted to like convey. I'm that's what I'm developing at least Twin Wolf to be. It's like, it's to like for anybody who ever thought that they had like this like fucking like, you know this this thing that that is supposed to be like not good and it's actually your superpower. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I'm trying to go with Twin Wolf. But the full like purpose of it is like yes, it is a photo booth. It is this business. It is what's going to get me to like um, to have. Uh, something that can grow mm-hmm. and continue to like help me get what I ultimately want, which is my freedom, right? My time, yeah. My time. Uh, tell 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 her about like what how we talk about re- like reality oh, itself. Shit. We we I, we call our like regular day jobs the matrix jobs. Yeah, and and we we mm-hmm. constantly talk about we need to escape the fucking matrix. We need to get out of it. Yeah, because it's it's not for us. It's it's taken us. 30 plus years to figure that out, obviously, because we're in our, you know, mid 30s. But 
it, it is not our our jam at all. And we mm. converse. That's why we started this whole thing. That's why we got this going. And we've been doing it and busting ass for so long is because, okay, cool. This is the beginning. This is the start of it. Mm -hmm. You know, getting an LLC, getting, you know, there's all these legal hoops that the matrix wants you to jump through and all these things that they make it seem unattainable. And mm -hmm. really, it, it's really not that unattainable. It's, it's fairly easy to do. I mean, yeah, it sucks. You got to figure some shit out. But yeah, we talk mm -hmm. about this all the time about getting out. And yes, what you said, the freedom aspect of it, that's what it is. It's we're we're purchasing our freedom back from the man with <laughs> with our time right now is what we're doing. Yeah, we, we just I mean, we're hoping by doing this that eventually we will escape the matrix and we will be able to operate as freely as we choose to do so. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe there's some, there'll be some financial benefit to yeah, it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like because you started this uh, business, I imagine you had to file an LLC. Was that difficult for you? And uh, yeah, what was your experience like filing an LLC for this project? Was it, how was it? Oh yeah, it's a lot of reading for sure. It's like, it's like uh, documents embedded in documents. And it's like, it, it it's, it's easy in the sense that you, it's like step-by-step, step, right? Like you fill out a form, mm -hmm. but it's hard in the sense that there's so much to read. And it's like, most of it that I look up, it's like, well, you know, you can get all this information, you can read it, but it's best to always like, ha you know, have a lawyer mm -hmm. to check all those or like a business manager look into it. So, I mean, for me, it's not, it wasn't so hard. It's, it's a lot of like reading. It's what we do for work anyway. Like right. I'm constantly reading like the, you know, the, the terms Everything like that's that's literally what I do. I did. I just retired my parents, you know, a couple of months ago. So like, it's not. What do you mean? It's retires? not a big deal. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I learned how to retire. You know, I I went through the whole retirement shit with them just to make oh, sure, okay, like, right. you, you know, it's oh, it's it's that, the fucking like, lat it's the Latin fucking job as the as the as the fucking well it's usually the first child but i'm you know the i'm the like fucking the responsible one. You know. There you go. The, the there you go. Brain. And yep. so they're. So I learned how to do all that shit. I thought, and like, yeah, when you, know. you when you said retire them, I thought you took them out to the desert. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, look at the flowers. I fucking took them out. <laughs> I put bags over their heads and I yeah. fucking said goodbye. Put concrete to their no. feet and let them roll. Yeah. Well, I'm a fucking wolf. So yeah, exactly, that's how it works. Uh, no, I learned how to retire <laughs> them. So yeah. Anyway, it was easy. So, LLC. It's definitely. a lot of reading. It's a lot of like, make sure you remember to do this at this time. And I said a lot of like tabs, like, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to pay that. Don't forget to check in in a year. This shit oh. expires in a couple of months. Like all of that. You <laughs> oh, know? yeah. No, that, that shit is the one that gets me the most is when you file the LLC and then they want you to file something, a statement of information, which is the same shit mm -hmm. you already filed within 90 days right. or else you have to pay a fine. Yeah. If you don't do it within right. 90 days, you got to pay. And I'm like, this is the same shit I already gave you. Well, what do I got to do this again for? And pay another $25 or whatever it is. It's, yes. just, like, it's just the man trying to keep us down. Is, yeah. Is he's trying to stop you from becoming independent. <laughs> like if you can't do the paperwork, then you know, yeah. you're stuck in the matrix. Yeah, exactly. I still get I still get things from some guy that used to live at my house, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and mm. it's to his business and he owes the state $25,000 in back taxes because yeah. he, he didn't Jesus. pay, he didn't pay the $800 minimum in 2001. The, the franchise. So now it's turned. Yeah. So now in in yeah, 23 years it's turned into 25 grand. Jesus. 
Yeah. Because if you don't pay, if you don't declare, like, I didn't make anything, even if you didn't, like, you'll get, you'll get the, you'll get the fucking, yeah, like the minimum. Like, all right, well, then you owe us this. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, we've, we've already accounted that into our expenses for 2024, the $800 we're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're like, well, this is just money that's gone, you know, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so, real, real quickly. Um, so, as far as the equipment of the photo booth business goes, what, what did, what did you pick and why did you pick it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a fun one because I mean, and like I consider myself like, I don't know, I always get giddy when I think about my mind and I'm like, damn, how'd you think of that? But like I was looking up like, what can I do? Like my husband was like, "Okay, photo booth. And I'm like, what? How do I pick this machine? Like, how do I do this research? And I looked up like an expo. I was like, fuck, yeah, like an expo. That's where I'm going to find like everybody that's going to be coming up with like the best fucking machines that they have. So I look and there's like hundreds, right? Like I'm going through many, like I start a spreadsheet. I look at all the machines. I'm comparing like all the features. And then I'm like, okay, what is, you know, ideally, what can I afford now? Like, what is it? What is it that I can invest in that I'm not going to have to like pay on credit? So like I find this machine and it's like completely different from everyone else's because it's like most machines are like those like rectangle, like white ones that are like, you know, they stand on their own and then they have like a printer or whatever. But this one is like a different shape. Mm-hmm. And then what stood out to me the most is that like this one was customizable. So like if you were a person that knew how to do graphic design or in my case, multimedia, like this would be perfect for me because I could design everything myself and then put it everything directly into the machine. So like knowing that I worked for this music company and how like I always understood the pain of like, okay, how do we market ourselves? Like, you know, you're having a party, you're doing these things like what, you know, what's going to be beneficial to you. So it's like, yes, like having unique opportunities that you can showcase your stuff, but like make it fun with this photo booth. Like one of the things that I was able to do for clothes makeup, for example, when we did our like show, I was able to like make the start screen, which is like the button where you press to start. I turned it into like a, like a really cool graphic of like it's cycling through our artists. I don't know, Adam, you got to see it, but like it like basically looked like a cool fucking reel. Because that's what it is. It's like this, the size is like the real. And so like I just made like this graphic that cycled through all of the artists that, that were at Cosmica at the time. And you could just like see them all. And then the other thing was that I could design like the the printing, like the what what it actually the visual. So I could add QR codes. I can add to like, you know, any I, that I also included the design as Adam was talking about earlier, like the design that I put together for the for the um for the whole party that was included in the visual as well with the QR code that also led to another website that had the same like visuals that was all designed in the same branding style. So I mean that was it for me like this machine like also the shape right the shape is a beauty dish so or like a beauty mirror so mm-hmm. it looked and it's really funny cuz I got it and I have a beauty mirror myself and like I don't know. I I always say I say I'm giddy about my mind, but then sometimes some things surprise me. I had this machine and it was sitting next to my beauty mirror and it like hit me right then. And I was like, oh, my God, this machine is called a beauty mirror. And it it's because it looks like a beauty mirror. Like, I think my husband heard me and then he was just like, are you serious? So like that was a, a wild moment. But, yeah. I mean, 
that it's different, right? Like it's so it's like it's different. It stands out. It looks good and it's customizable. Like that was it for me. Yeah, uh, definitely one person that I uh, I, re- I reached out to this guy. His name's Gallo, and he works at the Pomona Fox Theater or the Fox Pomona Theater. I forgot how what order it is, but um, this guy, along with this woman he works with, Rachel Bowl. Uh, they had something similar, but it was just basically an iPad. And I'm like, oh my God, mm. what, what, what a weird coincidence that, you know, I see this thing and I'm like, man, I got to reach out to this guy and tell her about Lana's, uh, photo booth that is incredible. I mean, the thing is like a, it's a very beautiful machine. Right. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. like in the future, he, I could reach out to him again and just kind of, you know, let him know. Uh, but th- I guess this is going to segue to my next question. Like, what kind of clientele are you looking for for this particular project? Uh, if you if you have any people or any clients that you would like to have in the future in mind? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, any client that is like like me, right? Who is infatuated with like customizing and having something really unique. I mean, I ideally I wish, and I know like. You know, it's it's probably not in the budget of an artist, a developing artist, but ideally artists specifically for your release shows like it is the best like way to like uh, Luna Luna. I was able to use uh, my machine because my name was thrown out. Thankfully, like the team um, at Cosmica, they they you know, they work with other artists and Luna Luna was one that we manage. They manage. And they, you know, they put my name in the fold and then I was hired to bring my machine for that night. And it was so perfect because it was a release night and they wanted, you know, their album was being, or it was an EP, the LL one. And they were like, um, uh, like they, they got a basic package and I, you know, I, I went a little over and beyond because I, I wanted them to have like the full experience. So I did the fully customized for them where I asked them to send me like a music video. And then I just made the button, the start button in the shape of their logo so that it was like, there, you know, it was, it was fully customized to, to their album. So like the front of it was rotating through like the music video with the button that looked exactly like their logo. And then when it printed, it had, you know, all of their information that led to like a page, you know, thanking their, their fans and also like, linking their music. So there's, there's more opportunity for their music to be exposed. So like they're releasing a music, their their album, it links to the album. Like it's a full circle kind of moment, you know, for the artist, because it's like the branding is there in itself. And the best part that I loved was the whole night. Like I was there, um, working it with, um, the attendant at the time, it's my brother. Um, and you know, he and I were both like, you know, just watching and, and observing. And, you know, when people asked about it, they were like, you know, is this, does this cost any money? I was like, no, because the band, you know, purchases for you as a gift. And so like everything was free. And then just the, the feeling that the fans were just like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, oh, wow. That's so thoughtful. Like, so, so for me right then and there, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's such a, it's such a gift from, you know, the person who's throwing the event. First of all, if you're throwing an event, you're not going to be with your fans. Like you're not going to have time to like see every, every single person, but like this machine will capture all the photos of everybody who takes photos with it. Right. And then I give them a gallery of the photos afterwards. So they get to see their fans one by one, right? Like every single person that takes a photo. The second part is that they feel the people that are taking the photos 
feel like they get a piece of something to take yes. home a memorabilia right yes and they and it's un, unlimited like there's no i don't give you like a set a number of pictures you can take because this this thing is so so cheap to like not 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 that the pictures are cheap but that this like to 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 run this machine it doesn't cost a lot at all so like mm-hmm. i think it's like i want to say like less than 10 cents per photo for me so like Oh, she already, she already knows even the numbers. Less. She knows the numbers. It's like seven cents. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seven cents. So like, you know, it's, it's nothing like it, it is, it is such a gift, honestly. And this is the best way to make your money stretch, right? Like that is, you know, you can have every single fan take a photo and they could take it home with them. And now they have this piece to, to, to share with social media. I mean, there's just so many, so many different combinations, but yes, the true, a uh, customer client is, you know, somebody who is very detailed oriented with like the and and also is very giving. They want to give something to someone and 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 that's it. Like Yeah. I, I think I mean hopefully I'm doing this justice, but you're definitely the be- the best thing you can offer to anybody as a gift is selling or not even selling, capturing an experience, right? And this is what the photo Right. The photo booth business that you're creating is doing and uh i think that's very cool i mean that's a great story to hear about. oh yeah, yeah. absolutely and I, I think too even even someone who is a potential client who is maybe not as giving and is just all about you know being greedy <laughs> it's a great pr move regardless <laughs> if you're not interested in fucking making people happy that's fine but it is a excellent pr move to just let these people come in and take their pictures and they feel like they got something out of it, which is something that I feel when you go to events and you don't, you know, you know, you're not getting anything memorable. You're just kind of going you to pay something. the ticket. Yeah, yeah. And you're just done. And then that's it. You experience mm-hmm. it. It's over. But to have this piece of memorabilia, which is really kind of what it is, mm. you know, when you do it at Twin Wolf, from what I've seen, because I mean, I haven't been to one yet, but Adam showed me a bunch of stuff and it is truly a piece of memorabilia from the event and you get to take it with you it didn't cost you anything as a fan and you know really if somebody was maybe on the fence about you as a as a band you you may be able or an event or whatever you are you might be able to sway them to the to the good side just by giving them this this photo that they got to take yeah and think about this i mean for the bands themselves i mean every time you take a photo that brief exchange that you have with somebody when that artist you know gets or uh when those people get those photos they're going to be talking about it forever. I mean, they might take a picture on social media and be like, hey, do you remember this photo? And you, like the artists themselves might be like, dude, I remember you. Like yeah. they remember their fans. That's a, that's kind of like a great thing for the artists as well, not just for the fans. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very stoked about uh, your business. I hope it continues to grow. I hope you achieve great things. And uh, yeah, okay. so I do have like a few more uh, follow up questions. So uh how do you plan on building your network and maintaining professional relationships going forward? And maybe we'll have one more question after that. Um, in general or for my photo booth or for your photo booth business. Yes. Twin Wolf entertainment. Yeah. So like, I feel like, um, I, I want to like start getting into like working with other businesses, um, introducing my booth with, uh, events, any, any, any opportunities where there's going to be a a stream that's already there, as opposed to me building out from, from nothing with this photo booth, I think would be really the, the next move. Um, so just trying to find like other businesses, like, 
I have a friend who I, who has been, um, she's the one who I met when I first started my, my photography business and she owned a tattoo shop at the time. Okay. And I, I know that she just opened up a, like a salon. So I thought like that would be a really good place to like host a party between businesses. So, so that's the next move is just like hosting events, like, or, or being a part of an event that's already like developed its name or whatever and and bringing my booth so that more people can be exposed to it um and that way like um i can i can meet people uh face to face because i feel like when i was working the booth that's when i got to talk to people and hear them and 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 understand like the great stuff that people want to get from these things so um yeah so that's i think that's the next move and uh just as a last question, is there a dream scenario scenario that you have with uh, Twin Wolf Entertainment, whether that's meeting the perfect client, whether that's, you know, working, let's say, like Golden Voice and maybe you being sent out to one of their venues to uh, to have this photo booth business or rather the photo booth operating at one of their venues or maybe it's working with a specific artist. Do you have a dream scenario with this photo booth business? Um, I didn't really have a dream scenario, but now that you're talking about it, like, I mean, yeah, like having somebody like Golden Voice or, I mean, to be honest, and we talk about them all the time, Jose Galvan and the Paramount, like I would, I would really like to have my booth back there at that spot. I know Cosmica did the party there, but Mm -hmm. like, I honestly, if, if I go halfsies with someone, it would be Jose because Jose has been such a great, like. Uh, mentor on the side like i don't think he intended to be but i he like when i check in with him he gives me some really good guidance and when we talk about business like he he gives me some good pointers so if if there was a way that like my business could help his business or you know his his side of the business i think that would be a dream scenario because then it's just not me winning it's multiple people winning um so, so are, are you talking specifically about cheeto chevrolet cool the promotion yes <laughs> okay i just wanted i just wanted to clarify but you also mentioned the paramount as well if you could you know have a reoccurring thing at that right uh, exactly oh that's awesome yeah i, I mean, thought yeah. i'd be the go-to person yeah i mean we we have we at here at game rage we have talked vehemently about uh jose and uh we are, we're big fans of him and yes he is the you know, such a supporter of the music community and mm-hmm. you know, someone like yourself and Cosmica and just all around great guy, KCRW DJ, talent buyer at the Paramount. Awesome dude. And uh, yeah, if you got anything else you want to add, I think we're going to wrap it up here because uh, we're already pushing <laughs> pretty, pretty lengthy, uh, pretty lengthy time for this podcast. But we'll get back to you, hopefully with DJ Rubase and maybe both of you can talk uh about the project itself Ooh, but man, if you got anything cool. else you Ooh. wanted to yeah that would yeah, be that'd be sweet that i mean if you guys are down to both appear like <laughs> I, I would love to hear you guys talk about this project as a duo uh maybe in the future if you're willing to do that but if you got anything else to add like let us let us know i mean nothing to add just um no, I'm just like I was gonna say a cat joke, but I didn't think of one too quickly. But ah, oh, damn! Now you got me wanting to hear a cat yeah. joke. Well, I was trying to think, but it, know, it didn't I, come for the sequel for part two with DJ Rubase. I I hope that we can open 
with a cat joke. That that would be <laughs> that'd be enough time. Hopefully, would be we get get a cat joke in there. Yeah. Uh, All right, I can develop <laughs> one. Um, but anyways, so before we go though, I do want you. It's it's important, as unfortunate as it is. For you to plug all of your social medias and where people can find you. I, I would like you to give you the opportunity now to say it so anybody listening can go check you out and follow you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh Twin Wolf Entertainment at uh in, on my Instagram uh-huh. and twinwolfentertainment.com if you want to follow my give my business a follow and just find out all of all of the perks and everything that we could do. If you're in LA, of course, I mean, in anything outside of LA, I don't know. You might have to fly me out, which is fine. You can do that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a big deal. Not yeah. a, it's no biggie. Not really. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. And, and uh, you know, to the people listening. Oh, sorry. Did you have any more things to plug before I cut you off so rudely? Um, Rue Base. I mean, we didn't really get to crack into him, but please, if you are into the tech house world and you love tech house music and you really just want that bass in your face, it's Rue Base. Come on, he's the one. The one. R O U X B A I S. I know we made it difficult for you to just try to hear it and spell it, but I did that for you, so you don't have to do that work. Um, and and Twin, Twin Wolf Entertainment is spelled exactly how it sounds. There's no spaces. Yes. There's no anything in between the words themselves and also there's your personal i mean do you did you want to plug your personal instagram account or is that not relevant uh, no i don't th- i mean i don't not yet no because there's just no you know <laughs> I, I i put some put so much love and effort into twin wolf and rubase that mm. this one isn't 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 there yet okay yeah we'll just leave it but i have good cat stories i mean i, I always share f- pictures of my cat so lana dot dell dot mac all right for all the cat lovers cat stories for all the cat lovers that uh want to see what are are your cat's names again kit and kitlin there's kit kit roman and there's justin justin is always outside so you don't really see him the most justin just doesn't it's there's a fight right like it's he hates kit kit hates justin it's mutual so we just kind of keep him apart i I, Um, I feel that (laughs) <laughs> or or you know like have you ever seen the cartoons where the cats or the animals fight and there's just like stars and clouds like that's literally what they look like every day so yeah. we were just like you guys you guys please i saw the one but video. Ro- oh sorry go ahead you saw what the one video that you posted of uh it was like a soap opera soap opera audio <laughs> and then all you just see is like one of your cats whack the crap out of the other one super super funny oh. uh, clip yeah yeah, I mean that's how they are. They're very sneaky. Um, they're they're a lot better now. That that was before we were um trying to get them acclimated. But yeah, when they first started hanging out, they were just bopping each other, and it was crazy because it's very like it's very you could see it. You know, you could see them like trying to hold it in. Like, oh, I shouldn't, but I can't help it. He just looks like something I want to bop. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god. What, what, yeah, I definitely caught that moment. What's been your experience with your cat and uh, your dogs, Josh? Oh, my. Oh, pff, the the cat, when she gets mad or they get too close to her, she just smacks them right in the face and then they, <laughs> they back off. And then she she literally stares them down and does the. Yeah, you want to do that again? You want some more of this? And then they go, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'll pass. And then they'll, you know, because dogs have short term memory loss or something. So they forget. And then 20 minutes later, they're right back in doing the thing that pissed her off. Oh, oh yeah. I, I just I just got hit in the head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then and then they'll stop and go, wait, did this was this bad last time? And before they can react, she whacks them again. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was bad. Maybe I shouldn't do that again. 
And then we repeat this cycle for 12 hours a day while they're awake. And then, you know, and then, then that goes. So, yeah, they, they, they fight, but not too bad. Not too bad. It's just yeah. a wackier two here and there. So, all right. Anyways. All yeah. right. Well, to everyone who's listening, please go. Since you'd never listen to me when I fucking tell you to do it, <laughs> do us the favor and at least do us a solid and go follow Lana Mack and Twin Wolf Entertainment and DJ Rubase. Because God knows you assholes don't follow us. Yeah. You listen. You, you listen like a motherfucker, but you don't follow us on anything, which doesn't. I cannot figure that out for the life of me. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, shout out to the Belgians because I know the Belgians are listening. Oh, yeah. Belgium is our number one. They, they put up the numbers. They put up the fucking numbers. They are the goat as far as listeners go. I don't know why. Them and the CIA. They also listen to us as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have suspicions that the CIA is listening to us because uh, we found out. That some of the listeners are from like 20 minutes from Lang- the CIA. Langley, yeah, like the headquarters of the CIA. <laughs> They're like right outside of it. So yeah. we have a suspicion. Oh, wow. But uh, anyways, so to everyone out there, thank you for listening. Yeah. I'm not even going to say our shit because you fucking already know. Yeah. Just go follow us or whatever. Listen to our shit. GameRageMagazine.com. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening and stay tuned for part fucking two where it will be Lana Mac and DJ Rubase. Is that is that guaranteed, Lana? Can we can we have that or no? Is is I don't know. I'll have to talk to his manager. We'll oh, figure it out. Okay. I think I just made it happen, though. I think I just by <laughs> saying it. I think I just made it like a thing because because then people are going to be disappointed. If I get emails from the Belgians wondering where this next episode is, <laughs> I'm coming to hunt you down. I'm just letting yeah. you know, Lana. All right, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, and uh, who knows? Maybe DJ Rubase is going to be in hopefully Europe in the future for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just what I heard. I mean, if y'all want to drive out to London or fly out to London and go to, you know, a tech house show with Rubase, I'm just saying, if you want to go. Hey, Belgians, you're not that fucking far. You might as well just fucking go on vacation. Yeah. Uh, Just saying. Well, anyways, anyways, that'll wrap it up for us. Yeah, that'll wrap it up. So thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next one.